The Dallas Stars kicked off their four-game homestand with the best possible result, a 5-2 win over the New York Islanders. And on today's episode, we'll talk briefly about that game and talk about the continued resurgence of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. And then we'll look ahead to tonight's matchup, the Colorado Avalanche, the defending Stanley Cup champions come into town for a date with the Stars. We'll take a look at this Habs team and see what they've been up to as of late. And then later on, talk about the keys to the game and how the Dallas Stars can defeat their bitter division rival. All of this coming up on a Monday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, November 21st. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new to the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and follow us on social media as well at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis uh, and my personal Instagram account as well. Just a D double underscore Lewis as well. Not sure how much longer Twitter will be around or will at least be the same as it has been. So throwing out a little bit more Instagram content these days for the show. But let's talk about Saturday night's win. The Dallas Stars defeat the visiting New York Islanders by a score of 5-2. to two. The score maybe makes it seem a little bit more like a Stars blowout when it, in fact, was maybe the opposite. Uh, this was a back-and-forth game up until the third period when the Stars took over and scored uh, three consecutive goals to put the Islanders away. But the Islanders actually drew first blood in this game. Uh, Matthew Barzell, the, the newest paid member, the one of the highest paid players of the offseason, uh, you know, he came into this game with 19 points and zero goals, and then he left this game with two goals. So he, you know, just makes sense, feels right for some reason that the Stars are the team that allow him to get his goal scoring started this season. But it wasn't enough for this Islanders team. They needed others to contribute, and they could not get those contributions. And overall, this was a fun game, a little bit back and forth in the second period before the Stars finally pulled away in the latter stages of the third. Jake Ottinger had a nice performance, a nice bounce back after a weird instance where he had to come in in an emergency in Florida. He saves 27 of 29 shots and also gets his first career assist, first assist of the season on Yanni Hockenpah's empty net Goal. Absolutely outstanding stuff from Jake getting involved in all aspects of the game on Saturday night with 27 saves and an assist uh, to go with it as well. But the biggest storyline from Saturday night uh, was really the emergence of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan in, and the offense in general in the absence of Rope Hintz, who warmed up with the team, was out there skating, I mean, what, 30 minutes before puck drop. And then after the Stars leave the ice for warmups, it was announced that he is ruled out for the game 
with a lower body injury. I mean, it kind of took everyone by surprise, myself included, because like I said, he was out there on the ice, seemed like he could potentially skate and was good to go. Although after the game, Pete DeBoer did comment and say that it's a lower body injury. He should be considered day to day, but obviously it's nothing too concerning as he was able to skate pregame. Uh, they're going to look at things uh, on Sunday. You guys hearing this on Monday, so maybe we have a little bit more news and insight now, but Rope Hints hopefully not out for too much longer. Uh, I, although the Stars were able to get this win, um, you could definitely tell that they needed him, and this is a very different team when number 24 is not out there on the ice. And Dennis Gurionov was also out, so Joel Hanley, the defenseman, had to step in and play uh, the left-wing position on the fourth line, which made things very interesting for this team. The Stars with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen on the roster on Saturday, which resulted in us seeing some weird and different variations of the line pairings, especially uh, with a line that ended up being formed. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan sharing a lot of ice time, which we found out after the game from Coach DeBoer, that it was really just a result of them happening to be on the ice at the same time during what should have been a change, but not able. the Stars were not able to get a full change in that moment. And then they score the first goal of the game, the Stars do, on that Roddick Foxa goal. Uh, when's the last time we saw Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan on the ice at the same time as Roddick Foxa? No idea, but it has been a very long time since that has been the case. But after that moment, Pete DeBoer decided to keep those two together. And instead of Roddick Foxa, he decided to put them out there with Mason Marchment, which made things very, very interesting. And for one, you look at Sagan and Ben in particular. Sagan reached a big milestone on Saturday night's game as uh, with career point number 700 on the Roddick Foxa goal. Then later in the matchup, he got assist number 701 on Jamie Benn's eventual game-winning goal uh, that put the Stars ahead in the third period. Really impressive stuff. Sagan, the first player from the 2010 draft to reach the 700-point milestone, so impressive stuff. Sagan continuing to have a great bounce-back year. I mean, I think he was fine last season, but he, like the captain Jamie Benn, are living up a little bit more to the expectations of Stars' ownership and, of course, the Stars' fans continuing to play at an incredibly high level. And, and speaking of that high level, it's not just Sagan. It is also his teammate and uh, maybe current line mate, Jamie Benn, who had his fingerprints all over this game as well. A three-point night, a goal, and an assist. And he is now also uh, 11 points away from 800. A little fun fact there. We'll be keeping an eye on that over the next week or so uh, if Jamie Benn stays on that pace that he's been on the past almost a month now. Uh, it's no doubt that he can maybe reach career point number 800, uh, maybe within the next seven to 10 days. And both guys played a decent amount of the game, like I said, with Mason Marchman. And if you're Pete DeBoer, you have to look at this game and at least consider the possibility of keeping that line together. I mean, all season long, we've been looking for that missing piece to play alongside Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchment. Those two have been very good on that second line playing behind Hintz, Pavelski, Robertson. And I think once Ropa Hintz comes back, you put those three back together. But if you're the coaching staff and if you're Pete DeBoer, I think you at least consider. I'm not saying you have to do it or that you, you know, it's a certainty that you should do it, but you should at least consider the idea, consider the possibility of keeping those three together. Because what we saw in such a small sample size, only six minutes and 10 seconds of hot ice time together, uh, according to Natural Stat Trick, I mean, what we saw from those guys was dynamite. It was great. And I mean, who knew that maybe the missing piece to that second line was the captain, Jamie Benn. I think there's been times where Dennis Gurionov has been on that line and done okay. Mate Blumel has done okay in that line, but he's still young and kind of getting his whereabouts uh, throughout you know the the first handful of games of his young NHL career, 
Uh, and really the only issue I see with it is you kind of leave some of the younger guys on the roster out to dry, although I do think that guys like Delandria and Wyatt Johnston can hold their own. It, it would just be you know, different. And I would be curious to see how those guys perform without Jamie Ben on the same line as them, because I think part of the reason they've played so well is because they've been sharing the ice with Jamie Ben. I mean, can you slide Dennis Gurionov into one of those winger spots on that third line? I, I don't know. And I, I mean, putting Matte Blumel on there also just feels a little bit dangerous with two rookies and Ty Delandry, who isn't a rookie, but I mean, may as well be just with the lack of NHL games that he's played. It just feels like a very peculiar situation that, you know, you pull Ben, you maybe get a little bit more production out of that second line, but then maybe the production from the bottom six drops off a little bit because a lot of the production from the bottom six has come from Jamie Ben. Occasionally, you'll get some plays or goals from the fourth line from Kiviranta, uh, you know, Glenn Denning or Foxa. But it's just something to consider, uh, and I'm curious to see what the coaching staff does going into tonight's game against the Avalanche. Do they look to keep Jamie Benn with Tyler Sagan on that second line? I think it's you know a fun possibility and a good problem to have for this coaching staff, uh, a way to rearrange the lineup and adjust the lineup to maybe get even more production offensively than what we've been getting through the first month of this season, but... The, the point, you know, the moral of the story is that the Stars veterans, Sagan and Ben, are playing like it's 2015 yet again, and they continue to elevate their game, and maybe they can do it even more if they continue to play together. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will shift our attention from Saturday night's win to Monday night's contest, a rivalry game between the Stars and the Avalanche at the American Airlines Center. More on that after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can pr get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Moving right along on this Monday episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, be sure to hit the follow button on there as well. And leave us a five-star rating or review if you do feel so inclined and like the show. It helps us out a ton and helps us reach a new audience. Uh, and now we get to shift our attention from Saturday night's victory over the New York Islanders to tonight's game. The defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche come to town for a game against the Dallas Stars. And the Avalanche coming in with a little bit of momentum of their own, riding a little two-game winning streak similar to the Stars. The Avalanche coming off a big win on Saturday night as well. A 4-0 shutout of the Washington Capitals, and the Capitals were shut out earlier this season by the Dallas Stars. So it seems like if you want to record a shutout this season, uh, you got to play the Caps. The Caps in a, a rough place right now with quite a few injuries on that roster. And even though the Washington Capitals were at home 
on Saturday night. The Avalanche able to take advantage of them being shorthanded, and they get the 4-0 to zero win. And now the Avalanche are tied for second in the Central Division with the Winnipeg Jets at 10-5-1, three points behind the Dallas Stars. So this game not necessarily determining the top team in the division, but could still hold some heavy implications for the future and a game that you know both teams would desperately like to win. And when you took, take a look specifically at this Avalanche team, we have not seen them play the Stars in quite some time, but of course they were very relevant up until the very end of the season, winning the Stanley Cup in the summer of 2022 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And while this team does look slightly different, they have returned many of their key players from last year's Cup run. They did, of course, have a few key departures, guys like Nazem Kadri, who is now in Calgary, and Darcy Kemper on the aforementioned Washington Capitals. But this roster still has plenty of firepower at their disposal. Nathan McKinnon, who signed uh, the biggest deal in league history, five goals, 21 assists on the season, 26 points in total, leading the entire Avalanche roster. Then you have Miko Rantanen, the team's leader in goals with 11, also 14 assists to go along with it for 25 total points. And, of course, the Norris Trophy winner, the 2022 Conn Smythe Trophy winner, defenseman Kale McCarr with four goals, 15 assists, 19 points in total, picking up where he left off from last season. And of course, a few former Dallas stars on the team, Valerie Nachuskin, uh, who has not played the past several games. I believe he is still on IR with an injury. Uh, and of course, Andrew Cagliano on this team as well, former Dallas star, now Stanley Cup champion with the Colorado Avalanche. And they're also missing their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, who is out, I believe, for I don't know, quite you know quite a few months still with an injury uh, he has not played yet this season but the avalanche seem to still be doing well despite missing some guys that have left the roster in over the summer uh, and with missing a few players like Nachushkin uh, and uh, Landeskog as well as of late still doing very well and part of that is because of the offense and also they've been getting some pretty solid goaltending their go-to guy so far this season has been newcomer Alexander Georgiev from the New York Rangers he has 11 starts this season in which he's gone 8-2-1 with a 2-4-5 goals against average and a 9-30 save percentage and then you have Pavel Francouz who was the backup for the team last season backing up Darcy Kemper he is the backup again this year he has started five games with a 2-3 and record a 2-4-2 goals against average and a 9-2-5 save percentage so similar numbers for both Georgiev and Francouz, but of course, Francouz, a smaller sample size, but still has done pretty well, all things considered, in his five starts this season, getting the team two wins uh, and at least putting them in some decent chances to win some games when he has gotten the start. But with the team not having played since Saturday and with the offensive potential that the Stars have, I imagine we will see Alexander Georgiev in net. And this is not a back-to-back -back game or the start of a back-to-back -back for the Avalanche. They get a day off on Tuesday and they'll return home to play, face the Canucks on Wednesday. So I bet we will be getting their best goaltender as I imagine the Stars will be looking to start Jake Ottinger as well. So a best on best should be a highly entertaining goalie matchup uh, tonight at the American Airlines Center. And of course, this a divisional rivalry game. The intensity will already be there. I mean, both of these teams could be at the bottom of the league and there would still be plenty of physicality and plenty of hatred for each side. But you know that the Stars are going to come into this game with maybe a little bit extra on their shoulder because everyone loves a chance to play the defending champions. There is a target on their back all season long. So you know the Stars would love to get a win over the Avalanche any day of the season, but especially their first meeting since the Avalanche won the Cup. 
Uh, you just know the Stars would love to get this win and maybe get a little bit of revenge. The last time the Avalanche came into Dallas, they got a win, I believe a shutout win, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday before the Stars, a few days later, would go to Colorado and actually defeat the Avalanche in their building. But nonetheless, you know, the Stars would like to do the opposite of what they did on Super Bowl Sunday earlier this year in 2022 and get some revenge on the Avalanche. And you have to, you know, imagine the Stars also can look at this as an opportunity to continue to establish themselves as the next threat coming from the Central Division. A lot of people, including myself, predicting the Avalanche were going to win this division at the start of the season, which is still a very real possibility, but it's also looking like the Stars are going to be in contention for that as well. And this would be a great opportunity for the Stars to assert their dominance in this division against the team that many people have as the front runner. Uh, and, you know, it'd be great for another Central Division team to go on a strong run throughout the majority of the season and postseason because things have been running through the Central Division pretty much since the summer of 2019. The Blues won the title, the Stars won the Western Conference, and we're in the Cup Final in 2020. And then, of course, in 2022, the Central Division Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup as well. So a lot on the line tonight should be a fun, physical, high-scoring affair between the Avalanche and the Stars. Never a dull moment when these two teams get together. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, and when we come back, we will talk about the keys to the game. We'll dive into the special teams numbers and the offensive numbers in general for the Stars and Avalanche right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline's website. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix, and you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. You can bet on Monday Night Football. You can bet on the NHL. NBA, you can bet all of it at BetOnline's website. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. All right, we're closing out this Monday episode of Locked on Stars, talking about tonight's marquee matchup, the Stars and the Avalanche, two of the best teams in the Central Division, two of the best teams in the Western Conference, going head-to-head tonight at the American Airlines Center. And this is going to be a game between two offenses that are in the top half of the NHL in goals for the Stars currently in second at the time of recording this late Saturday night. The Stars second in goals for the Avalanche, 14th, uh, you know, not incredible, but still in the top half of the league and can still explode for several goals, three, four, five goals in a game on any given night. And this game also features two of the best power plays in the league. The Colorado Avalanche actually having the best Man advantage in the league uh, at 36.5%, number one in the NHL. The Stars currently sitting around third place with 30.2 on the power play, their percentage there. So a little bit in favor of the Avalanche. They've had one of the best power play units so far this entire season, but the Stars also been right there with them near the best, uh, floating between that third and second spot. It seems to be changing just about every other day but you look at the penalty kill and the story is a little bit different the stars continue to be one of the best at killing penalties they currently sit at sixth 
killing penalties about 82.7% of the time, where the Colorado Avalanche are ranked 23rd in penalty kill percentage at an even 75. And they're actually a very disciplined team with only 143 penalty minutes. The Stars have 191, which is just under 10th place. I believe it's 11th or 12th in the National Hockey League, which is still crazy to me that the Stars get as many penalties as they do, or at least rack up as many penalty minutes. Yet they're not uh, even in the top 10 in penalty minutes recorded. However, they are first in the NHL in times shorthanded at 75. The Avalanche 26th in the NHL in times shorthanded at 56. So that's where things lie a little bit differently. The Avalanche penalty kill numbers might be a little bit lower because they're on the penalty kill considerably less than a team like the Dallas Stars. But even when they are on the kill uh, they haven't done that great, but they also, I think, make up for it with the best power play, the best man advantage units in the National Hockey League. So this should be an interesting battle of special teams because the Stars have shown historically this season that when they get their looks at the power play, they're able to execute most of the time at least once or twice a game, but it's not a given in this contest. We don't know if the Stars are going to get many looks at the power play, and if they do, they're going to have to find a way to take advantage of this seemingly kind of mediocre penalty kill unit. Again, I think this avalanche might be a little bit better than 23rd. I mean, the numbers are, again, lower because they've taken less penalties and are shorthanded less time than most teams in the National Hockey League. But also, they have a great power play, and the Stars take a ton of penalties and are shorthanded a lot. And that is something that they absolutely cannot afford to do in this game. You cannot load the Colorado Avalanche power play. We say it about a lot of teams. We say it going into just about every game. Oh, you can't take penalties. You can't load their power play. But this is a game where if it were ever the most true, that statement, it is this game. You you cannot play with fire in this game. You have to be disciplined. You have to avoid the dumb tripping penalties, the dumb extra man on the ice penalties, that like the one we saw on Saturday night. You have to play smart and focused and dialed in. Otherwise, this avalanche team will burn you with their power play, and it will make it difficult for the Stars to stay competitive in this contest, especially if a guy like Yorgiev is on his game in net. This could be a game that gets out of hand for the Stars quickly if they are undisciplined and they allow the avalanche to have too many opportunities on the power play. And that mixed in with the fact that any of those guys on the roster could explode for goals, even at the five on five makes this game seem like a daunting challenge. But at the same time, the stars have their own firepower. Jason Robertson currently riding an 11 game point streak. He'll be looking to keep that rolling in this game, as well as a potential new line of Sagan, Ben and Marchment. That should be a ton of fun to keep an eye on. And I think this is going to be a great game. Lots of scoring, maybe a few ties and potential lead changes. You have to weather the storm if you're the Dallas Stars and keep your composure. There, there's maybe going to be times where the Stars are down in this game at least once, if not multiple times. And you have to find a way to overcome adversity and find a way to get back in it, find a way to get a goal to even the score, and then to maybe eventually find some goals to eventually take the lead. And if you hold a small lead, uh, cherish it while you have it, but also defend that lead. Be aggressive on offense and look to build on that lead. This is one of those games where really no lead is safe. Even if it's a two or three goal lead, both of these teams very capable of scoring in bunches and making a deficit much smaller in a short amount of time. But all in all, I think the Dallas Stars can very well take care of business in this game. I'll go ahead and predict a five to three win for the Stars. I think this one's close, but also does feature quite a bit of scoring. And I think that Joe Pavelski will get the scoring started for the Stars. 
But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and the follow button if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. You can also find us on social media at Dane double underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter account. And you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Stars. And be sure to tune in tomorrow for a recap and reaction to this game. We'll be talking about all of it on tomorrow's episode. But I hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your Monday. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>